0: Listen to me it's important for us to have a prophet in our life yes. Brother Shelton don't you love brother Williams that's the real deal I think um, I think it's wise to know when you're necessary and wise to know when you're unnecessary today I'm highly unnecessary <laughs> God has done exactly what he wanted to do. And I'm thankful for it, to be honest with you. But I was sitting over there, and um, by the way, all of the work you've done is so beautiful. And that portico out there is just awesome. Uh, The sanctuary is beautiful, and I'm thankful for all of it. But I remembered a little dry erase board over there two or three years ago or four, whatever it was. And sitting in that chair, and I remembered people getting up and running to that board or walking up and writing a name on there. And the Lord spoke to me, and then you started talking, Brother Williams. And the Lord said, I haven't, even though that dry erase board is long since gone and probably erased, I didn't forget one name that was put on there. And it doesn't matter that that easel and that dry erase board is not there I remember every letter of every name that was written on there. And uh, I began to just think about it, Brother Riley, and the Lord said, what kind of a father would I be if I forgot those names? What kind of a father do you think I am that I wouldn't remember the promises that I've made my children? And I thought about the fact that he left a powerful moving of his presence and, and went across a little body of water to the Gadarenes for one man. That's, he was there for one demoniac. Yes. He wasn't there for the entire neighborhood. They, they eventually heard the truth through that demoniac, but he went for one demoniac that nobody else even wanted anything to do with. He went to a well one time, and he, he was so emphatic about it, he said, I must needs to go by Samaria. I know I've got an agenda and I know we're going somewhere else, but I, I have to go by that one particular whale. And she was not the most upstanding citizen in her town. And she was again, one of those people that everybody else had probably given up on and written off, but he saw something. He knew there was something there. And I'm I'm going to spend time with a demoniac and then I'm going to spend time with this woman whose reputation is not good. And over and over through scripture, he took Philip out of a powerful revival service. I'm talking about he was doing some stuff through that ministry and translated him out into the middle of a desert and told him, now run and catch up to that chariot right there for one person. And I, I got to thinking, sitting in that chair, how oftentimes the Lord does so much in those last waning hours for one person. In, in, in the darkest of times, I'll be there for you. I'm go, I'll be there. Don't worry about it. I'm coming. But, Lord, it's just me. It's not a revival. There's not 500 people. But you get your Bible out and just start looking through it and find out how many times he left everything he was doing to go find one to go heal one, stopped all he was doing to spit in the dirt and make mud balls and smear them in one man's eyes. He did it for one. And I've just been overwhelmed sitting here this morning looking around at God dealing with physical things and mental exhaustion and just spiritual exhaustion and just just a various assortment of things and reminding us no matter where our families are, he hadn't forgot them. No matter what they're doing this morning, he hadn't forgot them. Sister Lewis, I saw you coming around and you were saying yes, yes, yes. And the Lord said, that's what I'm saying too. I'm saying what she's saying. Yes, I'm going to reach them. Whoever and whatever that was about, he said yes. So that's the end of it. He said yes, that's the way it's going to be. God will go the distance. He won't just do it. He loves doing it. He looks for the people that it seems like nobody else has even got on the radar. Maybe I have forgotten somebody, but he hadn't. He's never going to forget them. He's never going to stop going after them. And one day, Brother Burke, the bishop's right, we're going to look up, and family members whose names were once upon a time on an easel will now be down here doing what God's called them to do, not just saved, but involved in the kingdom. I'm going to tell you something, too, and I'm going to go to my seat, but which is very comfortable, by the way. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, if, if, you're, if you're praying for family members that are not here, that are not in the kingdom, don't just pray that God saves them. You've got family members that have a call of God on their life. Don't let it be, oh, God, please just save them. Let it be, Lord, you're the one that anointed them. You're the one that called them. You're the one that gave them that anointing. Lord, that's your child. And my faith is not so pitiful that I can only believe you'll heal them and bring them back and restore them into the body and they'll just be saved. If you're going to go after them and heal their wounds and restore them and bring them back into the body, use them at the fullest potential that you are originally designed to use them at in the very beginning. So when you're praying and you've got lost loved ones, Don't let it just be, Lord, please just save them. Remember what you know about them. Remember the anointing you've seen on their life. And remind God, remind him, I haven't forgotten it either. I know you haven't, but I haven't either. So I'm thanking you for saving them, and I'm thanking you for how powerfully you're going to use them in the kingdom. If you'll do that just right where you're sitting, would you just lift your hands and speak that word of faith over those family members, your friends, whoever it is, Lord, You called them, you're going to save them, and you're going to use them, and I give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Come on.